You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. Flying through the week like we always do. Getting ready for another fun episode. And later on tonight, going to get ready for another preseason game. Preseason game number three, the Raiders versus the Green Bay Packers in Canada. That's right, Winnipeg, Canada. The Raiders will take on the Packers later on tonight. So you know at some point in the show, we'll definitely be talking about that, right? That's right. Coming up on today's show, in segment number three, I got your call. Straight off the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. I've been getting a lot of calls lately. A lot of calls. I'm going to have to drop another episode probably this week where I just do all calls or maybe have to give you another double dose at some point because I just, I like to have us all caught up, you know, because there's a lot of good stuff out there and I want to get it all in there, but it's just so hard because we've got so much to talk about and again, so many calls, but I'm going to do my very best to get them all in there. So coming up in segment number three, your call straight off that Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Segment number two, going to be talking about the game. Going to be talking about the game, preseason game number three, Packers, Raiders, Winnipeg, Canada. What am I expecting? Who am I going to be looking at? Who's going to be playing? Who's going to be out there? Usually it's a dress rehearsal game number three, but it does not sound like it's going to be a typical dress rehearsal for the Raiders because of multiple different reasons. One, I think that most of the league is going to start to get away from that. I don't think most of the teams in the league actually need that third game to know who their starters are, who their real deal players are. Now there's some guys, don't get me wrong, that are fighting for roster spots and there's some that I'll be talking about in segment number two who are fighting for roster spots. But for the most part, you know who pretty much your, your guys are going to be. So I think the teams are going to start getting away from that. Matter of fact, on uh, on Wednesday, Frank Reich, the head coach of, uh, of the Colts, he actually said he's not using game number three as his dress rehearsal. He's getting away from that. He knows it's traditional, but he ain't going to do that. He wants to make sure that his starters are good to go for the beginning of the season. I think in the next few years, you're going to start seeing teams trend that direction and do more of that. But anyway, we'll talk all things preseason game number three in segment number two on today's show. And then you know, right here in segment number one, I like to give you the news and the notes of the day. And before I get into the news and the notes of the day, I got to tell you, man, Raider Nation, I always thank you for everything that this podcast has become, how we went from absolutely nothing back in August of 2018 to where we are right now in August of 2019, one small year. Let me tell you what's going on now. And this I take as a compliment, so let's not get it twisted. And I don't know if you've already heard it because I'm not too sure how it's or when it's going to actually debut and when it's going to be heard, but there's actually another Raiders podcast that is advertising on this Raiders podcast. Think about that. They're advertising on this. This podcast has grown so much that they want to come on to this podcast and advertise, pay to advertise, and pay to have me do the commercial, the voiceover commercial, which I did. 
I absolutely did. It's for Vegas Nation. It's the it's the podcast in Vegas, uh, all about the Raiders from the Las Vegas Review Journal. And it's just it's funny to me. I don't take it as a disrespect. I take it as a compliment. Like this show is so good that another podcast wants to advertise them on here. So I'm okay with that. And at the end of the day, uh, money pays the bills. <laughs> money pays the bills. And so if they want to advertise, hell, they can advertise. And I'll voice it with a smile on my face. That's exactly what I did. So uh, if you haven't already heard, in the next few days, you probably will hear a commercial for Vegas Nation, the Raiders podcast. And it's going to be have my voice on it. It's pretty cool. So it, it should start at the beginning of the show before we ever really get into the episode. Anyway, I just want to tell you that that's I thought that that was some news. I thought it was some newsworthy conversation because, again, that's credit to what we have done with this here podcast and how it's grown to the point where other podcasts want to advertise their show on this show. That's a hell of a compliment if you ask me. So anyway, that was the first piece of news I wanted to get to. Second piece of news I wanted to get to. Well, it's just it's just a it's a it's a cluster of stuff, not a cluster F, but just a cluster. Uh, Antonio Brown, he did travel with the team to Winnipeg. He's going to be on the sideline with them tonight as they play Green Bay. I didn't think that that was going to happen. I thought because he has his arbitration or his grievance hearing on Friday that he would probably just skip that trip to to Winnipeg. But in, in, in fact, he actually had on Instagram and it was floating around Twitter as well. A few videos of him getting on the plane and flying out with them. So I thought that, that was kind of cool, especially after that hard knocks and showing how much the team loved to have him around uh, I thought that that was kind of cool uh, I've been asked a few times on Twitter when is exactly is cut down day cut down day when they go from 90 to 53 is actually going to be August 31st so less than 10 days from now it's August 31st 4 p.m. Eastern time 3 p.m. Central and 1 p.m. on the West Coast that's when the Raiders have to have their roster from 90 guys where it's at right now to 53 there's going to be some talent cut from that roster think about this Raider Nation 90 guys is what we're talking about all the way down to 53. And you do that 32 times. 32 times in the league. You know what? I can grab my phone right now while I'm talking, and I can do the math on that. That is a lot of guys. How many is that? Let's see. If you go like this and go 90 uh, minus 53, that means equal 37. 37 guys are going to get cut, right? All right. And then you do that times 32. That means 1,184 guys are going to get cut by August 31st at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. on the West Coast. That's a lot of dudes out of jobs that right now are pretty happy because they, they, they're in a camp. They're in a training camp with a team, but they won't be with the team come August 31st. So that's, a, that's pretty crazy. Wanted to give you some news on Hard Knocks. 772,000 viewers watched the show Tuesday night, and that's obviously down from the first two weeks. But I did find an interesting note when it came to Hard Knocks and the viewership. The most top-rated market was Pittsburgh. They were more than three times ahead of the national average. Think about this. You know, Pittsburgh, they're so done with Antonio Brown. They're so glad that he's gone. Man, couldn't wait to get rid of that dude. We got Juju. You know, all that yin-yang that we hear and we see on Twitter and we, you know, just, oh, they knew what they were doing. That's why, uh, look at all the the drama that the Raiders are dealing with AB. They knew what they were doing. Yeah, well, they sure did want to tune in and see, right? They sure tuned in to check it out. Again, check this out. 772,000 viewers Watch the show Tuesday night across all markets. Or not all markets, but yeah, all markets and all, all different uh, platforms. But the biggest top-rated market was Pittsburgh with more than three times the rest of the national average. Also, HBO said that since the Raiders' first episode of Hard Knocks, their viewership has grown to 3.7 million across platforms. And they do believe it's going to continue to grow. So obviously, watching the Raiders is a hot ticket. Obviously, the Raiders push the button. I've always said that, that the Raiders are a lightning rod. We've always talked about it on the podcast. There's 31 teams in the league, and then there's the Raiders. They're showing that. 
up 3.7 million across all platforms as far as HBO viewership. Now, I don't know how much of that's going to end once Hard Knocks is over because I probably won't watch HBO anymore. Well, I probably will. There's every, every once in a while, I start, I'll start. i stop down and watch an old school movie or something like that, but not very often. Most of the time, it's sports. So I thought that that was pretty interesting as well. So yeah, a lot of folks watching Hard Knocks, a lot of folks in Pittsburgh watching Hard Knocks and uh, really interested in what they had to see. So uh, I'm not mad at that at all. Hey, you haters can hate and watch from a distance, right? No, no doubt about that. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about tonight's game. Multiple reports say the field is in some questionable conditions, something that I've talked about for you know the past few days, but sounds like it may be a real deal issue, so I don't expect a whole lot from the game. Don't expect it to be a typical dress rehearsal game, but we'll talk all things next about the game, who I'm going to be looking forward to, and who I'm going to be looking at to see what they do in the game. That's actually the most important part. That's coming up in segment number two of the Locked On Raiders podcast. You are Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Thursday, August 22nd, 2019. You know, preseason game number three is going down tonight. I got to figure out how I'm even going to watch it because DirecTV is what I have, but it's not on Sunday Ticket, and obviously I'm not in the market for the Raiders, so I'm not going to get that on my local channels. So I got to find a way to stream it and check it out. So I don't know. I'll work on it. You know, know, your boy will figure it out. But either way, I got to figure out how to watch the game tonight, the Packers and the Raiders. Not too sure what we're going to see. Not too sure how many starters we're going to see because, again, something I kind of documented in segment number one, the fact that you know, the field conditions aren't that great. And, uh, you know, John Gruden has already kind of alluded to he doesn't know what starters are going to play. He actually he had even mentioned that he didn't know who was all going to travel. And I'm not sure 100% who traveled. I do know AB made it, but I don't know who all even traveled to Canada with them. Uh, it should be interesting to see who they trot out there. But still, either way, it's a game. It's the Raiders. And we'll definitely be checking it out as fans and want to kind of get to the, the bottom of, of who might be scratching and clawing for a roster spot. So what I want to do here in segment number two, and I cut segment number one a little short because I figured I would probably talk a little bit longer here in segment number two, and you know we got to be cautious of the time around her. So instead of going over way over, I just cut segment number one a little short so I can uh, take my time here in segment number two. So what I'm going to be looking for in tonight's game, I'm going to start with the defensive side of the ball. There's three guys in particular that I want to take a long look at, and hopefully the Raiders are taking a long look at them as well. And again, this is without me knowing if they're even going to play. Because these three guys might not even be playing. But if they are, then I definitely will be paying attention to them and see what they do. First, I want to start off with Arden Key. Second-year guy out of LSU. Uh, You know he's bulked up a little bit. He looks like he's a little quicker. I think he's done pretty well so far in the preseason and also training camp. Uh, Looks like he understands what he needs to do, understands what he did wrong in 2018, and he's trying to improve on that. Still, with all that being said, he has one sack. You know, and, and that's what he had all of 2018. So obviously that's an improvement. But, I mean, he's getting there, but it seems like he's getting there just with the speed move. Doesn't look like he has too many tools in his toolbox. It looks like he's really uh, a one-trick pony where he has the speed, and that's really it. Now, again, I know he's not going to show everything, and the Raiders aren't going to show everything in the preseason, but I just want to see Arden Key continue to grow. I don't think he's fighting for a roster spot, none of that. I just want to see him continue to grow, and I think he needs to get as many reps as possible because, honestly, when it comes to the regular season, I don't know what his role is going to be. Is he going to be a third down specialist, a rush specialist? Is he going to be a guy that's going to be on the field a lot like he was his rookie year? I don't think he'll be on the field as much as he was his rookie year. That was unexpected. But if all of a sudden he starts starts figuring it out and starts getting it, maybe after the first two games of the year, maybe he has like two and a half sacks already. Then why not put him on the field a little bit more? He's a young bull. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't, don't save him from himself. 
let him go. Let him go. If he's if he all of a sudden jumps out to an early start and in the first couple games has two and a half sacks, three sacks, then don't just say, oh, well, we're only going to bring him in on third down. Hell, bring him in on first down. Bring, I mean, let him go. You know, let him go ahead and wild out and do what he does. I mean, look look what Bradley Chubb, and obviously Bradley Chubb and, and Arden Key are two different players, but look what Bradley Chubb did his rookie year in Denver. What do you have, 12 sacks? That's pretty damn impressive. Thinking about this, Khalil Mack had four sacks his rookie year with the Raiders. You know, so, I mean, it, it's it's possible that this guy can really figure it out really quick, fast, and in a hurry because we know he's a hell of an athlete. You know, I, I saw Jamal Adams, who I really respect. He's a jet safety. He put on Twitter that, uh, oh, yeah, Arden Key's going to be coming for you. The guy that I saw at LSU is going to be coming for you. And that's high praise from a guy like Jamal Adams, who's already a pro bowler. I, I, I really respect what Jamal Adams has to say because he's one of them alpha dog dudes that you just kind of listen when alpha dogs talk. So if Arden Key can play that role and be that guy – you know, uh, that, that's great. That's great for the Raiders, and that's, that's almost gravy because, again, when they drafted him, they really only drafted him to be a third-down specialist. But he was forced into action a lot in 2018. So I'll be looking to see what Arden Key does against the Packers. And, and of course, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to really play. I honestly don't. But, again, that's, that's going to be one of those uh, offenses that has that quick release. You know, not, not the exact same of what you saw against the Cardinals, but Matt LaFleur is the head coach in Green Bay, and he's trying to get that, that quick pace offense as well. So I kind of want to see how a guy like Arden Key, uh, he, he reacts to that. Maybe there'll be a lot of blitzing like you saw from uh, Paul Gunther uh, in the game against the Cardinals. Who knows? Now switching over to defensive back, Trayvon Mullen. He was the second-round draft pick out of Clemson. I want to see him because I think he's in for a big year. Actually, I like him a lot. I think Trayvon Mullen's going to be one of those defensive backs that's going to be a a Raider for a long time. I actually have more confidence right now in Trayvon Mullen than I do in Garyon Conley, and this is why. Before anyone just pauses it and calls me and says, are you out of your mind? I don't know if Garyon Conley is a John Gruden guy. I just don't know if he's going to be around for the long haul. Remember, Reggie McKenzie drafted him. John Gruden even mentioned it a few weeks ago that he don't even know who Garyon Conley is. He's so quiet. He always has his hood up. He's trying to get him out the hood. He's trying to get him to you know open up a little bit. I don't know if Garyon Conley is that kind of dude. I just don't. And I don't know if he ever is really going to fit with John Gruden and, and this Paul Gunther defense. I just I don't know. I think Trayvon Mullen is a dude. Trayvon Mullen did not allow a touchdown ever in his college career. Trayvon Mullen was the MVP of the national championship game against Alabama, came up with some big plays. He also turned into one of those defensive backs where people didn't throw it his way because he was that good. I see moments where he has that. He didn't play against the Cardinals. I think he has a little bit of a wrist injury or something. He didn't play against the Cardinals, so I don't know if he's going to play tonight, but I want to see him. That's one of those guys that I'm going to focus in on and say, man, I want to see him. I want to see him continue to grow, continue to grow, because I think Trayvon Mullen, and this is just me, I could be wrong, I think Trayvon Mullen's going to be a dude. I can honestly see... Moving forward, I can see the Raiders, like their number one defensive back being Trayvon Mullen. Maybe Daryl Worley will be the guy as well. Maybe Garyon Conley will be the guy. Maybe it'll be Trayvon Mullen and Garyon Conley moving forward. I don't know. There's just something in the back of my head, and it's not because I was a hater of Garyon Conley when they drafted him. I, I'm on record of saying that. I was not happy with that draft pick, but he does have moments where he looks really good. He also has moments where he looks really suspect to go up and tackle. He looks like he just wants to be a cover corner guy similar to Dion, and really there's only one Dion and he's in the Hall of Fame right now. Anyway, so I want to see what Trayvon Mullen is going to be about because I think he's going to be a dude. Again, that's just my, uh, just my opinion. And the last guy on defense that I really want to pay attention to is a guy that I said I think is on the roster bubble, P.J. Hall. Another guy on that defensive line. P.J. Hall was a second-round draft pick in 2018 out of Sam Houston State. Got a lot of love for the Bearcat, but 
Again, I don't know if he's shown enough. Now, he almost had a, a, a cause fumble against the Cardinals, but the guy's elbow was down, so you, it was clearly not a fumble, and I saw that as soon as it happened. I said, no, nah, it's not a fumble, even though it looked like it. It looked like the Raiders got a, a turnover. They didn't, but it was okay. You know, P.J. Hall played a, a pretty decent game against the Cardinals. I need to see him expand on that. He spent a lot of time injured during training camp. He was spent a lot of time injured during his rookie year. P.J. Hall has got to be a guy that can – be called upon and be ready to go every single time. He can't spend a lot of time in the training room. He's got to be able to be on the field and be available. Again, Raider Nation, what am I going to say? Your best avail- your best ability is availability. P.J. Hall has a problem with availability. He needs to expand. He needs to grow on that. He needs to get better. Mo Hurst is a guy that a lot of Raider Nation is excited about. Raider Nation needs to get excited about P.J. Hall again. Show why the Raiders picked him in the second round. A lot of people thought that that was a reach. P.J. Hall wasn't expecting to go in the second round. So it probably was a reach. But reward the team. Reward the team and go out there and bust your tail. So Arden Key, Trayvon Mullen, P.J. Hall, those are three guys defensively I'll be paying attention to. Now on the offensive side of the ball, I don't expect Derek Carr to play. If he does, it'll be like one drive. Honestly, one drive and he's out. But we all know the quarterback competition behind him is very, very interesting. And I said I'm only going to talk three guys on offense, but when you talk the quarterback, the backup quarterback position, Mike Glenn and Nate Peterman, I think those kind of guys go hand in hand. So I'm just considering them one dude. Who's going to take the job, Mike Glennon or Nate Peterman? Who wants it the most? Who wants to be Derek Carr's backup? Right now, I think Mike Glennon has the, the heads up, but I'll tell you, there's, there's some warts. Mike Glennon has some real bad warts. I mean, think about this. Preseason game number one, two interceptions, one in the red zone that can't happen. You cannot throw the ball into the end zone and get it picked. You just can't. At the very least, you got to come away with a field goal. You can't turn the ball over there. That was bad. And then in uh, preseason game number two, he misses Darren Waller wide open in the end zone, just overthrows him, and that's a big dude to overthrow. So that's a guy that, hey, you can't do that either. You, instead of coming away with three points, you got to come away with seven points. That could be detrimental to uh, – that could be the difference between a win and a loss. So Mike Glennon has a lot of warts. Nate Peterman – He is one big wart. I mean, we all know. Anytime you say Nate Peterman, you think about five interceptions in one half against the Chargers while he was a member of the Bills. I get that. He has moments, though. He has moments where it looks like John Gruden likes his mobility, likes the fact that he can do the read option with him, likes the fact that he can roll the pocket with him. There's things to like about Nate Peterman, and then all of a sudden he throws the ball, and you're like, what in the hell are you doing? Why didn't you let that ball go? Why didn't you let it rip? Then you wonder what's going on upstairs between the ears. Is Nate Peterman a strong enough man mentally to, to hold that job down. That's, that's, the, that's the thing that I, I question. I think Mike Glennon has the lead not because of his arm strength and not because he's a great quarterback, but because I think mentally he's stronger than Nate Peterman. And, and, and to succeed in this John Gruden offense, you're going to have to be strong mentally. So I think Mike Glennon has the lead, but I would love to see Nate Peterman challenge him. I, I'm not sold on either one of those cats, but clearly one of those guys is going to be the backup. So that's definitely offensively what I'm looking at. Darren Waller, the tight end that got a, a, lot of, a lot of shine, a lot of burn on a Tuesday night on Hard Knocks, kind of documented what he's gone through. Now everyone knows about him. <laughs> now everyone knows about him because he was on Hard Knocks, and, and they did showcase him quite a bit and, and tell his story. And, and, oh, he could be a, a real big deal weapon for the, the Raiders if, he, if he's got his mind right, if he's a, you know, 100% all in and everything. And, you know, obviously he's got a hell of a story with being a two years sober now. I mean, I think that's great. That's awesome for him. Uh, just as a, as a man, you know, his life is going to be a lot better if he can continue to stay that, stay that course. And, and obviously it's going to be tough, man. It's an everyday battle. I talked about that on Wednesday. But Darren Waller, I just want to see a little bit more from him. You know, he's banged up a little bit during training camp with a shoulder injury. Uh, he's, he's the tight end that I have confidence in 
I have confidence in him, and I have confidence in uh, Foster Moreau. But I don't think Foster Moreau is going anywhere. I'm not worried about him. So I want to see what Darren Waller can do in preseason game number three. like to see a little bit more burn from him. And then I'll tell you right now, straight up, the running back position, not worried about Josh Jacobs at all. I know what Josh Jacobs is. I want to see some more DeAndre Washington. DeAndre Washington has given not only Doug Martin a run for his money, but he's given Jalen Richard a a run for his money. And I'll tell you why. Because what does Jalen Richard, what skills does he have that DeAndre Washington doesn't have? Yeah, he can catch the ball. DeAndre Washington showed he can catch the ball on a, on last week's game, right? Against the Cardinals, he, he went for 35 yards on a catch, on a catch and run, caught it in stride. So he shows he can catch. He was a hell of a player at Texas Tech. I saw him all the time in the Big 12. He could play. He just has to stay healthy. I want to see if he can continue to run strong, run run through the, between the tackles, catch a few passes out the backfield. I think he could really play a lot during the game. And he can give Jalen Richard and Doug Martin a run for their money. And, and one of those two guys may be on the outside looking in. At one point, I thought it was only Doug Martin, but I haven't seen much from Jalen Richard. I don't think you're going to see Jalen Richard as a, as a punt returner this year, kick returner this year. I don't think I'll see that at all. I think that'll be all Dwayne Harris and, and then maybe a couple rookies, maybe a couple uh, youngsters. But I don't, I don't expect to see uh, Jalen Richard back there. So really, the only skill he has, because he's not that impressive of, a, of just a straight-up running back as far as I'm concerned, He's a really good receiver out of the backfield. But look, Josh Jacobs could do that. Josh Jacobs could do that, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be required to, to carry the load quite a bit for the Raiders. I don't know how many running backs they plan on keeping. If they keep three, I could easily see it being Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Washington, and Doug Martin. I could honestly see it being Josh Jacobs, Jalen Richard, and Doug Martin. I could see, you know, there's, there's so many different options. I can see where DeAndre Washington is is the is a, a odd man out. I can see where Doug Martin could be the odd man out. And like I said, Jalen Richard, he could be the odd man out. So there's three guys that are fighting for a couple positions. And I think when it comes to the fullback position, I think Keith Smith's going to be out and Alec Engold will be in. Alec Engold is the undrafted free agent, and uh, he, he's shown that he can he could play that role. He could block. He can run the, the ball a couple times if he has to, and he can also uh, catch the ball in the backfield, show some, some good hands out there. So I think because he's younger, he's cheaper, and he's, he's just that typical Gruden grinder, I think he's going to end up getting the nod, and Keith Smith will be the odd man out as far as the fullback position goes. So offensively, the guys I'm looking at, Mike Glennon, Nate Peterman, the quarterbacks, Darren Waller, the tight end, and DeAndre Washington, the running back. Those are really the three or four that I'm looking at. And then defensively, Arden Key, Trayvon Mullen, and P.J. Hall. Coming up in segment number three, what do you have on your mind? We'll find out next. Locked on Raider podcast voicemail line, wide open like some old school TV antennas, 707-654-4693. This is the Locked on Raiders podcast. You are Locked on Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls, your thoughts, your concerns. Straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Most known, unknown. He's kicking us off, and he called early in the morning. Sound like he probably just got off work. He was a little sleepy, but he's calling in to talk about training camp MVPs, the subject that we've been tossing around quite a bit the last few days. Plus, he's talking hard knocks as well. Here he is, most known, unknown. What up, Q? What up, Raider Nation? Oh, man. I just called to respond on a few things. Uh, number one, my training camp MVP. Um, I have to agree, uh, either Vontez Burfick or, or, um, LaMarcus Joyner, aka the big crit lookalike. Uh, both of those guys have brought a lot to the defense. Um, I also just, just on the pure strength of just improvement. I have to say Arden Key, just just based off of the improvement. I've seen a lot of improvement. Now, granted, it's only preseason, but I, I've been liking what I've been seeing from Arden Key. 
and he's been flying under the radar. So he's a dark horse third one, but definitely Lamarcus or or uh, Vontez. Uh, Hard knock. One of the things that jumped off the screen of Hard Knocks was my man Hunter Renfro putting dudes on ice skates running routes in practice. I mean, he looked like vintage John Wall before the Achilles injury. Remember how John Wall and Kyrie Irving would just put dudes on ice skates? That's what he looked like. He looked like he had them boys like slip and slide out on slip and slides out there. Like they had on church shoes. They, like, he had these dudes looking like they was trying to play football in church shoes. That's how much they were sliding. No ice skates. Uh, last thing, got a suggestion. Uh, you know, you got that sick intro with the sick beat that's pretty complimented you on. There's a lot of talented people in Raider Nation that call into this podcast. You should have somebody spit a verse about the Raiders over that beat and make that your intro. Not that I don't love the autumn win. I love the autumn win, but that'd be a nice change. And we need, uh, Raider Dave from Tennessee by way of Cali or Cali by way of Tennessee, we need him to narrate the outro. That dude has a voice that's built for narration. He actually should be narrating uh, Hard Knocks. But uh, that's all I got, folks. Uh, peace out. Much love. Training camp MVPs, Vontez Burfitt, LaMarcus Joyner, and Arden Key. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. I'm still not sold 100% on Arden Key. That's why he's a guy that I want to focus in on tonight, see what he's going to do, but I can see the improvement in him, so I I totally understand where you're coming from. Lots of love for Hunter Renfro, and I agree he's going to be the guy. You know, I've been fired up about him since the minute that they drafted him. And, uh, yeah, and if anyone wants to drop 16 bars on the podcast intro, I'll let your boy, man. Let me know. That'll be all good. So uh, thank you so much for that call, my man. Nico in North Jersey, he's up next calling in to talk hard knocks, who he felt the star of the show was. Here's Nico. North Jersey. Yo Q, Raider Nation, it's your boy Nico from North Jersey. Um, called to the podcast on Hard Knocks episode last night. Um, started the show last night, had to go to AB. They had to go to AB. Episode 2 was John Gruden, episode 1 was uh, John This one has got to be um, AB. The guy was all over the episode with his feet, his training, uh, his... Uh, Girls lie, guys lie, but analytics don't lie. I was cracking up on that guy and that one. Um, but no, he, he was the star of the show. Um, during the game, man, he was excited to more excited than I've ever seen him. I think the guy was the guy was having the time of his life, congratulating people, worrying about the uh, giving water to people. What do you call it? The drip. He goes, "You need the drip." He's giving the drip to people, man. He, he, he was good. It was good to see him having fun with the team, camaraderie with the team. The team loves him. You could tell when he came back to practice, everybody loved that he was back, dapping him up, all that stuff. Um, so he was the star of the show for me. Um, also, what I noticed, um, Derek Carr, in the preseason game, after he scored the touchdown drive, obviously he was pumped up. Um, I don't know if any of you guys heard this, but when he went to Gruden, he said, you know, year two in your system, I could see the defense. Like, what we do makes me see the defense. And that is awesome. That that means big things are ahead, man. Because if if last year he couldn't see that, and he was just worried about running the right play and making the right read, he had no clue what the defense was doing. And in NFL post-style offense, you can't not know what the defense is doing, if you, if you know what I'm saying. So for him to say that he can now see what the defense is doing before the snap because of the call is effing huge. It is huge for this offense. It gives me a very big vote of confidence for Carr and his offense 
Um, so that's very exciting to hear. Um, obviously, Gruden is Gruden. You know, he, he kills it every time. He, he's hilarious. He's into football. He's football all the way. You know, he's talks with AB. He's talks with the team. I can't get enough. He, he's he's unbelievable. I think he's going to do great things. I've been telling you this. Uh, don't crucify him after one year. Wait to see what he's doing. He's got a plan for this team, um, and, and he's doing it. And, and, and it's, it's awesome to see right before your eyes, man. Him and Mayak are going to do great things. All right, so that's my take on Hard Knocks Episode 3. I can't wait to hear you guys uh, you guys uh, break down on it. No doubt about it. Antonio Brown definitely played a major role in Episode number 3, and you're right about the team having mad love for him. That was something that really stood out to me in a major way. They all greeted him with open arms, big hugs, big daps, everything. They were excited when he got back to camp. I agree 100%, and... And you can't really say anything else about Derek Carr. He looks more comfortable just in general. And uh, hopefully we see that that translates in the regular season. Then there will be no questions about the quarterback position. Thank you for that call, Nico. He wasn't done there. He had to call back one more time because, well, he had to finish his call on Hard Knocks. Here he is, Nico in North Jersey for a second time. Yo, Q, Raider Nation. <clears throat> Your boy Nico from North Jersey again. Um, I forgot to add this on my previous call, but I also love that Hard Knocks gave us a little input, a little insight on two of our under-the-radar weapons this year, um, Hunter Enfro and Dan Waller. Uh, first, let's talk about Dan Waller. I thought it was awesome to show his journey. Um, I think I'm fully confident in the guy, um, fully turned the corner, two years sober. I love that they gave a deep dive into what he was dealing with with the Ravens, and I was very, very impressed on how he was talking and how honest he was. Honesty was huge, and that to me is an indication that he's totally changed the corner, turned the corner. He's um, honest with us. Um, it started with the Madden adjusters when they had that scene, which was awesome by Abrams. You know, they they went to Wall, and he's like, you know what, I I really haven't proven anything. Like that's honesty. How many NFL players could say that? Like, yeah, I'm fine with my 68 because I haven't proven anything yet. That was huge to see. Um, and then when they gave, you know, when he was talking about his, his Baltimore days and, and how he wanted to give up and everything turned, and I really think he turned the corner, and that, that's a huge sign for us because he, he could be a huge, huge, huge help for us under the radar guy. Um, and then Hunter Renfro, um, you know, putting the moves on the guys in practice. I mean, that was huge. I mean, his route running ability, we already knew it was unbelievable, but now the whole world can see, you know, you know how he runs routes. He, he doesn't drop a ball. He catches everything. So I really like to see – them going to um, a couple of our under-the-radar guys in, in Hunter Renfro and Darren Wallace. So that's my take on that. Take care. Yes, sir. I can't say it enough. And uh, I was screaming it from the, the mountaintops when they drafted Hunter Renfro. He is my guy. I've been pumping this dude up since the Raiders drafted him in the fifth round. Uh, Waller, his story is great. Every day is going to be a battle for him. And, again, it's great to see him clean for two years. And if nothing else, if nothing else, if he never ends up being a big-time player but he stays sober – his quality of life is going to be awesome. So I absolutely hope he keeps it up and just rooting for him for that alone. Anything he does football-wise is gravy. Now, obviously, I want him to succeed and be a stud with the Raiders, but I'm telling you right now, man, if he can overcome that battle that he's overcoming every single day and he's been doing for the last two years, he's already winning. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to Darren Waller, and hopefully he continues to keep that up. And like I said, we'd love to see him be a stud for the Raiders. That would be even better. Raider Big C from L.A., he's up next, calling in to check in after a long time away, and he gives us the update on things that are going on around him personally. And then, of course, he got to talk some Raiders, some hard knocks, and Antonio Brown. Here he is, Raider Big C from L.A. Hey, Q, it's Raider Big C from L.A. I haven't called in in a while been busy this past month. Uh, I have a little list here of everything I need to talk about, so I'll make it quick and fast if I can here. 
Uh, first and foremost, my dad got the okay from his hip replacement surgery. In case some people didn't know, he had hip replacement. He's good to go. He's excited for the game. We're trying to maybe go even go more games this year. Second off, you get the good, you get the bad as well. Um, some people, you don't remember, I got engaged. My fiance is actually a big time Patriots fan. I know. It was a big thing. Thank you. Thank you for responding to me on that. You know, I appreciate that. Um, but unfortunately, on a car accident, she's good. Everyone's okay. But I got to deal with all that paperwork. So, but one thing I want to talk about is regarding football is actually my fiance, again, she's a Patriots fan. She's been watching Hard Knocks with me, and she's actually kind of surprised in how good our team looks. You know, some episodes, you know, you look good, some people, and all that, but she's pretty good with it. And she's actually having a, a soft heart with AB, especially after last night's episode. And that kind of gets me talking about AB. I am tired of the media. And you nailed it the other day. It's, I'm just tired of this. You know, the way I see it, again, he suits up week one, I'm happy. He is another special talent athlete. You don't need practice all the time. And it's funny, you mentioned Allen Iverson the other day. That's how I feel like it is. You know, practice means practice. He's good. And after seeing last night's episode with John Gruden, and I don't know, if you, I don't think you caught it, but John Gruden and the Raiders knew about the helmet issue since OTAs. OTAs. That's way back in May, June, over there. So for, for the media to take this out of out of comp, out of, I'm 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 a loss of words right now. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. Let the let the man do what he does best and play on week one. That's all. That's all I need to care about. Okay. Second off, another thing about Hard Knocks um, on the Facebook page, Locked On Raiders. I've actually been posting up episodes up there from another person called Raider Mike. I don't know if it has any relation to the Raider Mike that we have here on the Locked On uh, podcast, but uh, he does a great job with, like, mixing videos together throughout the season. I saw him on Facebook, so that's where I want to get it. So credit is credit due, Raider Mike. <clears throat> and, again, I usually post that maybe like a 30 to, half, 30 to an hour after it debuts because, it takes them a while to get up there, but I've been doing that for everyone who's not able to see Hard Knocks. Last and uh, not the least, but thank you again. A happy anniversary, by the way. Uh, Q, you did an amazing job. Again, I heard you from Black Hole Panner. Came over here, and you just did an amazing job. But you know what? I'm ready for this season. Raiders! Raider Big C from L.A. out. Hey, man, great to hear about your pops. That's awesome. Glad everyone's doing well after that accident. The fiance, huh? Showing love to the Raiders and Antonio Brown. That's cool. She's coming around the corner as a Patriots fan. Still don't know how you do that, but hey, that's cool, man. Go ahead and and, and make that happen. Uh, Like I said, I think that that's great, and that's a cool little tidbit that you left about the Locked On Facebook page and the videos that are being posted up there. I think that's really cool. So shout out to Raider Big C and his family. Uh, Hopefully we get to run into you and meet you December 15th, that last regular season game at the Coliseum. Me, the wife, will definitely be in attendance and about 145 Five, I think that's the number right now. About 145 other Raider fans right there in parking lot B celebrating in a major, major way. So Raider Big C, thank you for that call, my man. Redbeard Raider, he's up next. He has a quick call about Antonio Brown and his antics. Here he is, Redbeard Raider. Hey, what's going on, Q? You got Redbeard Raider here. I just wanted to point out something about Antonio Brown, man. Everyone's complaining and so forth about him and his antics and all this kind of stuff. Just remember, you know, there, there used to be times where I'd have to work a long way and then you get paid at the end of the job. We just haven't been paid yet. We're not there yet, but when we do, 
We're going to turn around and say we'll do it every time and twice on Sundays. All right, man. Talk to you guys soon. Redbeard Raider out. The word of advice from Redbeard Raider, wait for the payoff, Raider Nation. Wait for the payoff. That is his advice to you. Definitely appreciate that call, my man. Short and sweet. Next one. Adam in the 559, I think. I want to say he said Adam Marilla. But the phone kind of muffled a little bit. You know I'm not always good when it comes to names and the, and the phone messing up a little bit because it almost sounds, and you'll hear it in a second, almost sounds like he says Adam Gorilla. But I know that's not what he said. But what I can tell you is he's calling from the 559, and he's a new booty. He's calling in to talk about troubled players, the history of the squad being the Raiders, and the attitude they have. And this is what he's seen and picked up from Hard Knocks. Here he is, Adam in the 559. What's up, Q? This is Adam the Gorilla calling out of California in the 559. Uh, just wanted to call and uh, talk about last night's episode a little bit. It's Wednesday morning right now. Uh, some things I saw that are really, really important to me, really sticking out, are uh, the attitude that all the players and John Gruden are bringing back to the team. That's something that's very important to me, you know. I feel like uh, the Raiders have always been kind of like the black goat in the NFL, you know what I mean? Like they've always had an attitude. They've always had a chip on the shoulder. They've always... You know, they've been, they've been the meaner, more aggressive team. That's how it should be, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I really feel like these last couple of years, that really hasn't been there. We had a bunch of, like you like to say, uh, uh, car thieves and choir boys. I feel like we've had a bunch of choir boys lately, man. This year is the first year in a long time where I feel like we have a bunch of dogs out there fighting. You know what I mean? The attitude, the Raiders' attitude, the Raiders' spirit, it's there, bro. It's there this year, you know what I mean? And that, that's really exciting to me, man. That That's, for me, that's the biggest thing that I've taken out of these last couple episodes from Hard Knocks. That attitude, that mentality, that Raiders mentality, it's all back, man. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, well, so-and-so has these problems and so-and-so has these problems. Who cares, bro? We're the Oakland Raiders, you know what I mean? That's how it's been. That's If you look at our franchise history, that's how it's been, bro. The whole history of our franchise, we've had trouble players. We've had... Uh, players that, that, that come with, like, with demons. You mean, everybody fights their own demons. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And that's what the Raiders are known for, man. And I feel like finally, 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 that attitude, it's back, bro. Chucky Brock back, bro. That's one of the most important things that, that I've seen in these last couple episodes, man. That Raiders spirit, that Raiders attitude, it's back, bro. And it's making me real excited, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we should all be really, really excited for it. And I'm not saying, like, oh, we're going to do great this year or all that, but I'm saying the Raiders, they're back to who they were, man. They finally, they're, they're, they're finally living up to the definition of what a, what a Raider is supposed to be. You know what I mean? And uh, another thing, this podcast, bro, it's a real, real good podcast. I haven't been listening long. This is my first time calling, but I really dig what you're doing, bro. Like, I really feel like it's a... Like it's a family, you know what I mean? I listen to other podcasts and I'll run into I'll run into somebody where I'm like, Oh, you listen to the podcast too and you get all excited. I really feel like this is one of those, you know what I mean? Like if I go to a game and I and I and I see somebody else that listens to Locked On Radio Locked On Raiders, I could be like, Oh yo, you listen to that podcast too, you know what I mean? We can get excited about it. You know what I mean? Like I really feel like you're building a family, man. That's 
Real good work. Keep, keep up, bro. Great call, my man. And that's something that I kind of alluded to on uh, on Tuesday show or Wednesday show. Excuse me. Yeah, right after Hard Knocks Wednesday show, I kind of talked about if you look at the guys that they're picking up, the Incognitos, the Darren Wallers, the AB. You know, you got the Jonathan Abram with a little bit of uh in his neck. The Vontez Burfitt. I mean, there's guys, and I do. I talk about car thieves and choir boys all the time, and they've had some car thieves before. Like Bruce Irvin was a car thief, but he wasn't a over the top car thief. You know, they've they've had guys like that in the past but this you know Reggie was very careful he was very careful about the dudes that he brought in but you do need to have a little bit of edge like Marshawn Lynch is the absolute car thief now he's a he's a cool dude but you know he's got like goon tendencies I mean he just that's just who he is so there's there is guys Jared Cook he's got a little uh in his neck he's not a he's definitely not a choir boy now Derek Carr he's an absolute choir boy Harden uh, Harden Key <laughs> Arden Key he's got a little bit of something in his neck I mean if you go back to his history at LSU he's got a little something something but then again look at a guy like Hunter Renfro he's definitely a choir boy but he could ball he could play and uh i've said it before josh jacobs i'm not gonna call him a choir boy or a car thief i think he kind of falls in the middle because he's got his own little story he's got his own little story and his own little edge to him and you know he's just he's very mature beyond his years but he's just he's just a different kind of cat so there's there's a it's a hell of a cast and characters of the Raiders, and it is similar to what the Raiders were back in the day under Al Davis. And again, that was one of the first things that John Gruden said when he took over. We need these guys to know where they are and who they are, and they need to know the history of the team. And he's trying to instill that in him. And I'll tell you right now, man, I don't know how this whole thing is going to work. I don't know. I, I don't. I know that if you have a 10-year contract, you better win a ring. You better win a Super Bowl, probably two. But, I, I mean, just say say that that comes to fruition and that happens, and it's with a, a cast and characters like he's putting together right now. I mean, if that's not if that's not a testimony to, to doing a hell of a job, I don't know what is. Again, don't know that it's going to happen, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, man, I'll, I'll tell you, you want to talk about, like, a tribute to a dude who traded him in the middle of the night? Uh, if he could pull that off and find a way to, to get the Raiders back to being the identity of who they were when Al Davis was running the show and things were running right, Man, that would be one hell of a testimony. And man, John Gruden could could do it. He can walk on water if he wanted to. Not really, because only Jesus could do that. But still, you know what I'm saying. So <laughs> it's just I, I just I think about that every once in a while. I think, man, how cool would that be? But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so uh, I, I have to stop thinking about that until you start seeing some results on the football field. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and you're a new booty caller, and I appreciate your call, and hopefully you continue to call in, man. Great stuff. Thank you very much for that, and thank you for the compliments on the podcast as well. Next up. T3 Raider Facts, calling in with the five quick hits of the day. This is T3 Raider Facts with my five quick hits for the day. Number one, hashtag pay Rodney Hudson. Now, if I'm Derek Carr and I'm showing a little leadership and I'm asking the question, what can I do to help speed this along? How cool would it be on hard knocks in the middle of all the AB drama to announce the signing of Rodney Hudson and anoint him as team captain? Dude just deserves it. I'm just saying. Number two, we've got Winnipeg and the Packers coming up. Now, the very first NFL game that was played in Canada was was way back in 1926 in Toronto between the New York Yankees and the Los Angeles Wildcats of the old American Football League. Yeah, there was an AFL back in the 1920s. Go figure. The Raiders made their first international trip when they went to London back in 1990 when the Raiders were in L.A. They played New Orleans in a preseason game. Number three, speaking of Canada, let's see what the defense has made up early on against the Packers this week. Now, Gunther dialed up a lot of blitzes last week against deer-in-the-headlights Kyler Murray and what I think is going to be a struggling Cardinals offense this year. If they're able to match wits with Aaron Rodgers, if he plays, well, we'll see what happens. I'm keeping my eye on Ethan Westbrooks and Anthony Rush. 
It's a lot better than Terrell Sands and Gerard Warren from back in the day, if you know what I mean. Number four, my new favorite checkdown audible is J-Lo, Phil Mickelson. How sweet would it be to have either J-Lo or Phil or even both in the owner's box when the team travels to London? And number five, now they've mic'd up Arden Key during the Cardinals game, and I think they missed an opportunity. The guy I want to hear mic'd up is defensive line coach Brinson Buckner. All right, that's it for today, Raider Nation. Just remember, passion always outlives fashion. Hashtag pay Rodney Hudson, no doubt about that. Spoke on the game in Canada, gave a little bit of history of that. That's always good. T3 is always good for some history, man. Always good for some history. I like that. Uh, then he's looking at the guys on the defensive line. I like that. J-Lo and Phil Mickelson, too. Hey, man, I'll tell you right now, anywhere where J-Lo's at, I want to be at. I'll tell you right now, she is one of my uh, my top two or three, man. I'm tell- I think she's my top one. Every time J-Lo's on TV, the wife's like, oh, there's your girl. Yeah, you damn right. You know what I mean? Like most guys would be like, nah, nah, she ain't all that. <laughs> the hell she ain't. J-Lo is all that and then some. So, yeah, absolutely. She's vintage. Vintage. All day long. You want to get me somewhere? Tell me J-Lo's going to be there. I mean, I hate me some Alex Rodriguez. I don't want to say hate. That's not very nice. I don't like Alex Rodriguez right now. (laughs) I don't like him at all right now because, well, we all know why. Anyway, uh, yeah. And then mic'd up Arden Key. Yeah, that could have been Brenton Buckner. But I I can only imagine what that would have sounded like with him trying to call the defensive line plays and and being mic'd up at the same time. But, yeah, I I would love to hear a lot of Brenton Buckner. He is a a hell of a guy, great character, and it seems like he's going to be a great coach for the Raiders' defensive line. So I'm pretty fired up about that. Last call of the day. Last call of the show comes from my man Romy Rome you know he's calling out the 559 calling in to talk hard knocks preseason MVP and also talking about parking the AB conversation here he is Romy Rome at the 559 what's up Q is your boy Romy Rome just wanted to call in and uh, touch bases with everybody on what's going on and everything right now uh, hard knocks episode 3 man that was legit I like how they uh, really showcased the the camaraderie with all the players. I mean, man, you can't get no better than that. I tell you what, as a Raider fan, seeing your team out there at practice, preseason games, you know, events, having a good time, you know, BSing with each other, making each other laugh, throwing jokes, clowning on people, messing with the coaches. Man, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? So big ups to uh, HBO for picking the Raiders for hot knocks. Uh, another thing, uh, preseason MVPs, I'm gonna have to give it to, the, uh, to D-Wash. Uh, DeAndre Washington has been like light up explosive the way I see it. So, um, yeah, man, I'd give it to D-Wash all day. It, like you said, I think he even beat out Doug Martin for a backup quarterback. So, uh, we'll have to see what happens with that. But, you know, you never know. You know, anything could happen at any given moment. So we'll just see what happens and, uh, we'll go from there. Uh, I think it's time that we could park it, parking lot, the AB conversation. Um, he ain't going anywhere. The guy's going to get his money. He's going to play, uh, game one, Monday night football against the Broncos. I'll be there. AB will be there. Man, it's, it's, it's what's going to be what's up. So yeah, man, I think it's time that we can actually parking lot that whole AB conversation. Be the first one to say that. So, you know, showing love. Um, other than that, man, we'll, we'll see what happens in Canada. Uh, I don't think a lot of the uh, number ones are going to be playing. I guess they're having a lot of problems with the weather out there, and the field's all messed up. So um, we'll have to wait and see. So we'll we'll find out, all right? All right, Q. Much love. Raider Nation, one love. 
I agree. Hard Knocks has been good. I, w- I will say, show two has been my favorite, but that's just me. I know a lot of people enjoyed number three. Me, personally, for what I like, number two was my favorite. Absolutely was my favorite. Number three was a little lovey-dovey for me, but it's cool. Whatever. I mean, so you got to have love somewhere, I guess. Uh, DeAndre Washington, he's been really good. He's going to give Doug Martin, Jalen Richard. He's giving them a run for their money. We should see something from him tonight. And I don't think the A-B convo is really that big a controversy with us Raider fans. I think it's more outsiders, more national media just trying to stir stuff up and finding a way to try to almost split Raider Nation because ultimately I think most fans are just frustrated and they want to hurry up and get to the regular season so he could ball out. Honestly, I know there's a lot of people that have called in and was like, ah, we don't need this and don't want this guy on the team. I think there's just a lot of frustration built up because, you know, there's there's things that are showing right now that that kind of make you say, oh, man, you know, we heard about this but didn't know it was going to be like this because everything looked to be so promising at first. But, again, I think once the regular season hits and you see 84 out there and you see him making plays with D.C. and you see Tyrell Williams out there making plays and, and uh, Josh Jacobs making plays and Hunter Renfro making plays and, again, A.B., I think he's done a lot for the team. I'll tell you right now, I know I don't have much time here. I'll tell you right now, I think he's done a lot for the team already. And some people will probably argue with me, but I think he's done a lot. I think he's brought that kind of mentality, that, that worker's mentality. I think he's, he's uh, iron sharpened iron a few times already. And, yes, I know he's missed some training camp. But when he's been out there, man, those guys are out there picking his brain. He's up there helping guys out, talking to them, and, and telling them how to, how to work out and how to maintain their body. I think he's done more good for the team than people want to give him credit for right now. And this is not me trying to be an apologist for Antonio Brown because he sure don't need me for that. I'm not trying to make excuses for him because he don't need me for that either. But I will say I think he's made some of the young defensive backs better because they've had to go up against him. And even if he's beaten them, that, that's their challenge. And if it's one of those things. It's almost like when I beat my dad in basketball the first time. When I beat my dad in basketball the first time, I felt like there's nobody that I can't beat because I beat dad. So I think that there's guys that are young dudes that are out there defending A.B. when he's in practice, when he's in training camp for the you know short time that he's in there, that say, hey, if I can run with this dude or break up a play with him, I can break up a play with anyone. Like LaMarcus Joyner, that was highly documented when he broke up that deep ball to A.B. and A.B. just kind of gave him the tip of the cap, you know, shook his head and was like, that was, that was a great breakup. When he did that, I think that that gave LaMarcus Joyner that much more, one, credibility. It, it gave him that much more confidence. It gave him, his, him more swagger. I mean, I, I think A.B. has brought a little bit of attitude to the team that they also needed. And again, this is coming from a guy who was not a fan of getting him at first. But now that you got him, Raider Nation, you might as well go ahead and use him. <laughs> use them while you got them. What do they say back in the day? Smoke them if you got them. <laughs> use them if you got them, Raider Nation. That's all I can say. So uh, that's all for today. Enjoy the game tonight, however you watch it, how long you watch, if you watch it at all. We'll be talking about it on tomorrow's show. And uh, until then, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.